Everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And this is Stephanie, and welcome to our, what we're calling Triangle Tuesday today. Yay! It is Triangle Tuesday. I, that I worked out well, didn't it? I, it did. It, you know, we <laughs> haven't had a tea for a while. <laughs> so that works out perfect. But yeah, I think, it'll be a, I think it'll be a fun show. It's something that has intrigued us for a long time, and yep. we've both done a little bit of research. So we are, for certain, not authorities on this subject at all but you know we've we've done a lot of reading so it's fun so how are you Heidi? Excellent I am super excited for the seance that's coming up on Friday I hope it is going to be as wild as it was last fall Um, I think it probably will be yeah I actually got a message from one of my spirit guides, uh, the other day, they said, you need to bring your obsidian crystal ball. And I went, Mm -hmm. okay. So I haven't worked with her yet in a seance. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting twist because she is very, um, she's a strong presence and she's not always, I mean, she's definitely not sunshine and unicorns. She's really, she really leans towards more of the dark and um, destruction and things mm-hmm. like that, if mm-hmm. necessary, not, you know, you know how sometimes that just needs to be right. Right. Um, kind of like the underworld energy. So she yeah. really aligns with that. And I appreciate her for that. And so she is supposed to come with me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, awesome. Now, when we did our, uh, seance, you and I, and um, Kristen, you brought a you brought a crystal ball to that too, didn't you? A small one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, this one is big. Not it's as big, big as the one that's in the studio, but we'll also see what they are. They they don't stay in the same space because their energies are both really big, and it can be a little disorienting. So it'll be interesting too to see what it's like having them both in the same space again. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fine. So, and you know, there's a lot going on. You know, there's so much paranormal happening. So yes, yes, it's going to be an interesting evening. So I'm excited for that. And uh, you know, then of course afterwards we have uh, refreshments and we hang out and you know talk about what happened or just socialize or whatever. So it's a fun evening, and I'm excited for it. So yeah. Good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're Good. gonna have some video cameras set up too, so yeah. hopefully we can catch some some cool things. And how many people do you have coming to that usually? I think there's nine so far. There's okay. still space, though. I mean, if anybody needs to to come on and check it out, we've still got a couple of chairs left. But yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. And last time we had it in October, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen when it came to, because we set up paranormal equipment around the table as well. You know, I set up a big table. So we're all sitting around the the seance table, so to speak. And um, we had paranormal equipment around and it was just, it was cool what was happening. 
So mm-hmm. I've never seen anything happen like that. Not saying that that's going to happen again. No. But who knows what's going to happen. So, and now that I'm bringing my obsidian crystal ball, it's going to be, that's the, that's the, uh, the twist right there. Well, and there was such crazy energy there when we did our Halloween broadcast from there. Remember, we had things yeah. going off all the time because we had some yeah. paranormal equipment out and it was like crazy. Things were moving around. Um, and, and, you know, you and I, Kristen talked about doing a seance there for a show. So we need to, we need to get on that. We said, mm-hmm. we schedule that. So we'll have to do that because you guys can stir it all up and then, <laughs> and then we'll pick out a day and get in there in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. I can't remember what we did recently. Cindy's in the chat room. She, I know she was there with, with whatever it was, if it was at the last meditation that we did or what it was that we were doing that we heard someone rummaging around in my reading room with all the bottles. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that was about. And I just know that it gets really busy in there. So, but you could hear things moving around in there and bottles and things were being like picked up and set back down and, and moved and clinking and whatever. So mm-hmm. I thought it might've been a meditation, but I can't, I, it's all a blur yeah. because it's been so busy, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see. Hopefully maybe that'll, maybe they'll come and want to stir something up, you know, make a little potion or something while they're there. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Love it. Love it. Love it. But yeah, hopefully we'll get something on video. We, I don't think we've had video cameras Oh, maybe we have. We I think we did have video cameras there before and we didn't catch anything on the video cameras, even though we did catch things on audio. Um, we didn't catch anything on video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cindy said in the chat room, it's the last um, shamanic tea journey with the group meditation. So, okay. Yeah. You know, it's pretty hard to catch things on, you know, audio and video and stuff too. Because remember when we were all at that house in Anoka and we did that seance, there was a lot going on. And we didn't get anything as far as evidence. You know, there was nothing on my voice recorders, on my camera or anything, you know, except us talking about what we were, which was interesting because we all had the same experiences, you know. Well, it was hard, though, because we had a lot of uh, cross-contamination. There were mm -hmm. people that we weren't expecting walking around all over the place. And I think it was really hot. And so they had fans going and it was like, oh, come come on. It's true. So even like it if was not, was... yeah, it wasn't set up for the right kind of mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was awesome too. That was amazing for sure. So, well, cool. Well, good luck with that. Well, you'll have to keep us surprised of what happened. You know, I will. We can talk I about will. it on the Paranormal Smorgasbord in a couple of weeks. You know. Yep. Yep. Maybe That'll be. Some, and hopefully, some... maybe by then I can have some. If we have any evidence, I can have it ready for the show too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Absolutely perfect. And you're heading out of town, correct? I am. I am. So tomorrow we're on tomorrow we're on the late afternoon flight to the island. We won't get there tomorrow because we're leaving too late, but we'll get there right away on Thursday morning. You know, we'll have to spend the night in Anacortis, which is not a big deal. Um but yeah, so we'll be there until Monday, which is awesome. And then we're coming back and uh, we have another fun thing planned for Monday. So, yeah, and we'll talk about that, too, because I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping, we're hoping to see the orcas, you know. And um, Are they up in that area this time of year? Is yeah. this a good time of year for them? Actually, they've been seeing quite a lot of them, you know. And so they, they see them all year. You know, they, they go where the fish are. They go where the food right. is, you know. Um, but they have been seeing them up around the islands. So I'm hopeful. I know Raynell, uh, said to me today, she said, keep your eye peeled when you're on the ferry. And I said, oh yeah, you know, and she said, you know, those quimologen, you know, that's the lummy name for orcas. And I'm like, yes, we've missed them a couple of times. So I'm hoping we see them. (laughs) But, um, anyway, yeah, we're, we're all excited. And of course, one of our Toki clan members, I think is coming up to the island on Saturday because we're going to be participating in the great island cleanup, you know, for the, um, Earth Day. Mm -hmm. And she lives on Whidbey. So she's going to come up, I think, and take the ferry and, you know, so it'll be super fun. So I'm sure we'll do some stuff for Toki when we're there too, you know? So cool. 
Yeah. 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 Earth Day is on Saturday. Yes. Yes. Very cool. And so, yep, we're gonna. Hopefully, we'll get a beach because I, you know, I just want to be by the by the sea, of course, you know. But we'll do whatever they want us to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going out to uh, trails. I um, volunteered to. I signed up for a trail cleanup, so I'm responsible for like a two mile stretch mm-hmm. of this trail in. Maple Grove. And so oh, a group cool. of us is going out on Saturday yeah. to do our first cleanup there. So nice. right in time yeah. for Earth Day as well. I know. I was wondering if they're going to do anything at Silverwood because, you know, it's, it's, there's so much trash there. And if they're not, I would like to plan something because I'm not here, obviously, this weekend. But, you know, maybe we can get it in the next few weeks, you know, and then I'd be happy to help, you know. And there's so many dead fish. It's so sad. You mm. know, there was so much snow this year that, that the sunlight couldn't filter through the ice. And so the oxygen levels were almost depleted in the water and so many fish died. So really oh. it was kind of like they suffocated, right? What a horrible way to die. And they're That's just, terrible. the shores are just lined with dead fish. And some of them are huge. Some of them are really big. Like I saw a dead, I'm sure it was a walleye. I'm not really sure, but there's also like ginormous, a couple of carps we saw today. Cause we went over to see if we could see the owls and, just it, the shores are littered with them. And I sure hope that the park does something about maybe cleaning them up because, you know, it's kind of smelly right now, you know, but sadness for sure. Yeah, that's not good. So I wonder if that's all over, you know, because I mean, this didn't wasn't just Silver Lake. It was all the lakes all over Minnesota, you know. So I wonder if it's the same in other lakes, too, you know, which is really sad. But yeah, that I didn't. Yeah, that's. Hmm. I've never seen that before, you know, and um, oofta, it's bad. But anyway, and the owlies, okay, I got a report on the owls. So the babies are out of the nest officially today. I went over there this morning and I had my binoculars and they were sitting out on the branch with mama. So, (laughs) and they're so big. I'm telling you, they are so big. I can't believe they could all squeeze in that little box, you know, even this last weekend. Um, but I saw all of them, so they're all fine, doing great, which is awesome. You know, balm for my soul. <laughs> I can go to Washington now and know they're all okay. Um, and hopefully we'll see them again when I get home. But, you know, it's 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 hard to find them, even when you're under their tree, so much less from across the water. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure they'll, they will all be fabulously well. But anyway, so... Tonight, we're going to talk about the triangles. What one would you, what one should we talk about? Because there's so many of them right here in North America. There are. And so I was looking at kind of the list, right, of the triangles, at least that are being reported on in the United States. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to start with there because there's triangles all over the, all over the planet, right? Yeah. And uh, so the there's five that I found in the United States. So, yeah. of course, the... Um, there's a couple that are more well-known, which Alaska Triangle, especially with all the shows and things that are out there nowadays about the Alaska Triangle, that's yeah. been uh, pretty, you know, um, it's it's up, you know, for, <clears throat> excuse me, it's up for people to, uh, it, lots of shows about it, right? So mm-hmm. uh, the Alaska Triangle is gaining some popularity. Uh, then we have the Lake Michigan Triangle, triangle. And we've talked about that before yeah. on our show, which there's some fascinating finds there and mysteries, right? There's also the Bennington Triangle, which is in Vermont. And that one I didn't know much about. So I had to do a little digging on that one. There's the Bridgewater Triangle, which we've talked about a little bit on our show. Mm-hmm. That's in the southeast uh, corner of Massachusetts. And actually, I didn't know this until I was doing some research on it for the show, but Lauren Coleman uh, yes. named that, which I thought I was kind of interesting. Too. So yeah. our friend Lauren, which um, mm-hmm. we, you know, kind of cool little uh, yes. small world thing. And then, and that was back in what, the 70s or something? It was, Did you do that? It was yeah. early, I think it was like right when he started. Yeah, you know, doing the crypto so, research. So yeah, yeah so that I was cool. That too. And I, you and know, then, he does paranormal things too, right? So he yeah. he was mentioned in both the cryptid and the paranormal worlds for that mm-hmm. Bridgewater. Yeah. Yep. And then the last one that I found, of course, is the Nevada 
Triangle. Mm -hmm. And that one actually covers Nevada, California, and Arizona, little parts of California and Arizona. But um, for all the obvious reasons, that one, you know, you've got uh, Area 51 out there. You've also uh, got the Grand Canyon as in mm -hmm. the part of the Triangle. And then Las Vegas, of course, which is just its own mm -hmm. um you know, mystery sometimes, but mm -hmm. some odd happenings there too. So, yeah. uh, you know, and then of course you have just some of the, the weird, you know, like out in the desert, some air, you know, maybe some uh, areas that are well hidden, you know, well, in, in sight been, almost. Oh, so is the Skinwalker, is the Skinwalker Ranch in that triangle as well? Nope. That oh, is that? in Utah. Oh, that's in Utah. Oh yep. gosh. Why did I think it was in Nevada? I believe okay. it's in Utah. So, okay. um, it's not uh, in. It's not in the Nevada Triangle. I thought it was okay. in Utah. My yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I don't so, know about that one, but if yeah, anybody's so, sure intrigued with that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So those are the the triangles, and if there are other triangles, they're so um, maybe just underreported or not reported that it's. Although you know, I'm starting to think we could probably create one with. You know, remember we were talking about the Mothman. I was thinking about this the other day. We were talking about Mothman and all those sightings in the Chicago yeah. area, right? Yeah. But it's not yeah. just Chicago. It's kind of the stretch. I wonder if there's some kind of triangle thing happening in Illinois. Could be. I want, I'm going to have to look up. The, I'm going to look up that be. Mothman. Because it was uh, like, yeah, if you look up that, it was kind of, I don't remember if it was like a triangle though, but it was like in several different spots. You know, it was kind well, of like there was a I'm lot of wondering them, like, if. There was a lot of them like by the O'Hare airport and then they work over by the lake and then kind of south too. It could have been a triangle. Yeah, I think we should look at that because that's pretty interesting. That's Lake Michigan, right? But too far over for the Lake Michigan triangle. But right. boy, boy, so this Lake Michigan triangle, out of all of them, the ones that intrigue me the most are Lake Michigan and probably because it's in our neck of the woods, right? It's fascinating that... It's been right under our noses and we never knew anything about it until just a couple of years ago when we were talking about the Great Lakes on this show, you know, and it came up. Um, that one and the Alaska Triangle is, is fascinating. It's just fascinating. And I know there are a lot of TV shows and I have caught maybe just a few, not very many episodes, you know, like two or three, but fascinating stuff you know and I think the fact that there's you know they, they talk about hidden people and and you know cryptids and flying cryptids and I mean it has everything in that one you know um but those two are the ones that are to me the most intriguing I don't know how about you well I like I'm st I'm looking up I'm I'm gonna create I'm the, just saying I'm gonna the create triangle a, a triangle here. It's a Wisconsin, Illinois, and even into Indiana. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a, a triangle on this one. I'm gonna be the the one that discovers this one, and I'm gonna name it. Yeah. So I'm calling it. This is yeah. you heard it here first, folks. So I'm gonna take a screenshot while I'm talking here. I'm gonna try and do this all at once, and I'm gonna do a screenshot and fill it in so you guys can see it. So anywho. Um, yeah, I've, I'm really intrigued on the Alaska Triangle, of course, because I think I've heard more about that than anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we were doing some of that research for the Michigan Triangle, I I was really intrigued with that, too. Just like yeah. the um, underwater Stonehenge yes. thing was yes. fascinating to me. Yes. You know? Yes. Well, and the fact that there were just so many odd disappearances. And, okay, it's a great lake. We know there's a lot of ships that go down in the Great Lakes, specifically Lake Superior, but I'm guessing all of them have that, and they're no stranger to this. But there's also other things, like, you know, in 1950, there was that that Northwest Orient, remember, that's what it was called back in the day, um, flight from New York to Minneapolis that went down in the Lake Michigan Triangle, and they never found the plane, ever. They have no idea what happened to it. They found human remains, no plane, nothing. It's like it just vanished, you know? That is amazing to me, you know? Um, and, of course, ships have disappeared as well, but there's a lot of shipwrecks there. But then there's this whole interconnecting thing about the Stonehenge, too. Yeah, 
how, when was this built even, you know, underneath the lake? I mean, how does that happen? Well, and that's what I was curious about is where in the heck did it come from? Because I don't think we ever figured out how, uh, how old it was. You know, I don't think we ever saw that anywhere. Right. Did we? I don't remember that. So like, how old is it? You know, how, I mean, it was, I mean, it was pretty old and I don't think we ever figured it out either. I don't think when we were looking into it, there was anything about it, you know, and there've been UFOs up there too. So, I mean, just all kinds of craziness happening out there, you know, um, trying to find that part about the, um, the under the underwater Stonehenge, which is just that. I mean that we talked a lot about that when we did the Great Lakes, because that is just so cool. I just love it. All right. So it says, uh shallow it's in a shallow segment of lake michigan and there is also a boulder that features the image of a mastodon a species that has been extinct for ten thousand years so does that mean this structure has been there for ten thousand years i mean i don't know i, don't know. I mean that's, that's pretty cool Well, yeah. I mean, what was I uh, reading? There was in, um, I think it was a Bridgewater Triangle, that there's, uh, they were getting information on structures that were made 9,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, so So it's not, I mean, it's possible, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think so. So, but why in the middle of a lake? I mean, I'm guessing... I mean, the Great Lakes were formed long before that because I, well, yeah, that they were formed from the glaciers, right? Wasn't it Lake Agassiz was the big glacier at the time? And that was thousands and thousands of years ago. So why put Stonehenge in a lake unless that lake maybe filled up? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, it's just, it's such a mystery, but it's so interesting. It's just so interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, just all of it and this flight, I just think is just amazing. Like I'm reading about it now and it was flight 2501 and it had 55 passengers. So it was a small flight, uh, LaGuardia to Minneapolis. And there was turbulence and the captain asked to descend uh, to a lower altitude. And but they said no, they, the air traffic controller said no. And then it just disappeared just totally disappeared. Um, at 11.13 the May, p.m., the plane made their last radio transmission, and that was it. And that was it. So, I mean, where to go? Oh, and then it also says, shortly afterwards, uh, local people between Benton Harbor and South Haven reported hearing an aircraft flying low to the ground, which is the lake, before witnessing a flash of light over the lake. Like, what's all that about? I mean, you know, isn't that wild? Um, never found. Wow. I know. Yeah, the, the lake, when you think of portals in water, I mean, it it makes sense, right? Because of all the energy. I mean, everything is energy, but mm-hmm. water has a very interesting and unique energy, right? I mean, anytime I'm around water, I can yeah. feel the pull. It's yeah. different than Earth energy. I mean, it is Earth energy, you know what I mean? But it's it's mm-hmm. different. It has mm-hmm. a different element to it that has this, it does really have this pull. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, you have this energy that is... Uh, pulling in something, calling out to it um, yeah, uh, with intention, I guess. You know what I mean? I do. And, and the fact that they never found anything bigger than a human hand, I mean, the size of a human hand from this wreckage, they never found the plane, they never found even like a piece of the, you know, that was bigger than our hand. Okay, what happened to this? Where is it? And what caused it to crash too? You know, I know there was a storm, I get it. But 
it happened so suddenly, they say, you know, just out of the blue, flying around here, they, you know, and they requested to go lower and they said, nope, you got to stay at your, remain at the altitude you are. And then next thing, boom, it's gone, you know, and some, they did see this light over the lake. Um, but yeah, I just think it's just fascinating stuff. Although we do know, okay, on the flip side, we do know that there are a lot of planes that go missing in the ocean, for example, that are never found, right? A good example is that big one, that big plane that just, oh, a few years ago, remember, it disappeared down off uh, Australia. That has never been located, never. So, but the ocean is much larger than Lake Michigan, you know? So, right. Well, yeah. But it's, I yeah, it seems... It's just, you think of the odds of things disappearing in a lake versus an ocean, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That there should, I mean, yes, things are going to disappear over the ocean, but over a lake, I mean, I understand it's a big lake, but yeah. I don't know. I just... Like an ocean, you know? I mean, even if it were Lake Superior, I could see, because Lake Superior is like the deepest lake of all, and it holds enough water to cover all of the continents of the world, I guess, you know, I mean, there's so much water there. It's amazing. Um, so I can see that something would, I mean, there every once in a while, they do come up with a shipwreck, for example, that sunk 400 years ago, you know, that they never knew where it was, but Lake Michigan is kind of shallow compared to Lake Superior and Lake Huron, you know? So what, I mean, it's just, it's just fascinating. Um, so I'm looking at this, underwater picture of this rock with this mastodon mastodon on it i mean this is really quite fascinating here i'm going to put it up here and it's a series of pictures actually so people can look at it on the on the facebook page and i or i mean in the chat and i can also put it on the facebook page but i just think it's just really cool and how you know what is the deal on that? You know, just awesome. There are limestone blocks arranged in a circle under the water. They weigh several tons. The formation is about 30 feet in diameter. It is thought to be a prehistoric Native American ceremonial site that dates back between 1000 and 1500 CE or possibly even 9000 years old. The site was first discovered in 2007 by an underwater archaeologist, but the research on its origins has not progressed due to the lack of funding. Well, that's sad. But yeah, I mean, so 9,000 years old. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about mysterious. Oof. That is. And these pictures are just incredible, honestly. You know, so I wonder if it wasn't, didn't have water in it at that time. Because why would you put it that in, you know, I don't get it. And and look at this. This is really a cool picture of this drawing of this mastodon, you know, this big elephant, which is what a Mastodonian was on this rock. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Here you go. <clears throat> yeah, it's just very cool. So, I mean, cool beans, and what is it? We don't know. And could there be a plausible explanation? Maybe, but I'm just saying it's pretty odd. What do you think it is? Do you think there's, like, some kind of a magnetic force there, or do you think it's supernatural, or what are you thinking? I don't know. Let's, I mean, when it, just looking at, Because something like that could have, I don't know, this is part of that whole structure, right? You know, it's, I mean, it could have been, you think of, I know I've got like a million things going in my head, so I can't even get a straight thought (laughs) out. Me too, me too. But you think of the the idea of Atlantis, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, something was built and then covered up when there was, you know, a shift in the earth and, you know, now it's flooded and under the sea and all that as have, I mean, you go over to uh, Europe in Southern Europe or Greece or where, and off the coast, you know, have, there's all these 
uh, structures under the ocean, right, or under the sea or whatever that have uh, from a long time ago that are now submerged, right? So could this be, you know, something that has shifted over mm-hmm. time that at one point it wasn't underwater? Mm-hmm. And it, so it was built and it just happened to last. I mean, think of, I, I always look at the evolution of our planet and how many billions of years old it is. And it's highly unlikely that we're the only civilization to have thrived right. on this right. planet. So could that, by some weird twist of fate, survives this whole time from a different uh, species of you know, some kind of intelligent species that was on this planet however long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, before there was a Great Lake, before there was an Ice Age, before whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, it is true. I mean, we just will never know. But it sure is fascinating. Well, we might know someday. Someone we might, might know someday. But, but, okay, so there's that. But then why are all these you know, ships disappearing and okay, that can maybe be explained. Okay. You know, the, the weather gets pretty wild out on those great lakes all of a sudden, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's what happened to the plane, but why haven't they found the plane? Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Why haven't they found the plane? And, you know, they have had UFOs spotted over Lake Michigan. And, you know, we have had many people in Minnesota talk about UFOs that emerge from lakes. You know, I have mm-hmm. never seen this, but a lot of people in northern Minnesota have sure regaled us with these stories about UFOs coming out of lakes, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jerry in the chat room has an experience when he was a child. I don't think he saw it, but he was there shortly after. It came out of a a lake that that had ice on it. You know, it was in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. So, Lake Mobile, I think, you know. So, I mean, bizarre. Yeah. Well, in my research, the triangles that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. they all have the UFO, Bigfoot, and disappearances as a common thread. Yes. Or Bigfoot slash cryptids. We'll say Bigfoot slash cryptids as a common thread. So I, I guess I'm not surprised because what are the, what are the odds? Every single one of them mentions mm-hmm. multiple, including disappearances, whether it's planes or boats or whatever. You know, I look at, uh, well, we should go on a break first because I've got yeah. more stuff to talk about with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, break. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in two minutes. This is the Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. <laughs> For the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock for Dark Sunrising on the Para-X Radio Network. Hey Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and wooly affair. So does that mean it's a wild and wooly Wednesday show? (laughs) Well, I definitely think that that's true. So you know we listen, since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling Radio Show with Jerry and Kimberly Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stirring the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the Archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live. And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X.
Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network, and we have Triangle Tuesday happening. We're talking about some wild triangles here in the United States, and uh, mysterious, and and all sorts of things, uh, the mysteries and disappearances and happenings that are coming up in these triangles. And we were talking about some of the similarities with these triangles, right? And the the common denominators tend to be UFOs, disappearances, and cryptids, mainly Bigfoot, but I think that might be because it's more of the it's more well known. Um, but definitely some interesting similarities when it comes to these these triangles. And we've been talking about the Lake Michigan Triangle. And one of the interesting facts that I found when I was looking up for this show, I was looking at the Alaska Triangle. Mm-hmm. And they said that more than 16,000 people have disappeared since 1988 in the Alaska Triangle. 16,000 people. I know. I read that. Wow. And that's, you know, if it's individuals or if it's a group because they were on a plane or whatever, 16,000 people, that is two times the national missing person average. That that's, yeah. Just in the Alaska Triangle, that has to be. Now, uh, granted, the uh, the landscape and the terrain, it's, you know, vast, and there's a lot of weather phenomenons that happen there uh, because of the location. And, uh, you know, it's so, and it's very, very hard to find anything from what I understand, what I've been reading. Uh, they said it's trying to find something in the Alaska Triangle is worse than trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's like trying to find a molecule of a needle in a haystack is what someone said. It's so, you know, you think, why can't we find planes? Why can't we find a, a person? Well, it's it's near impossible with some of the situations, depending on where they mm-hmm. where they went missing. And and some of the locations, they had massive ground cover, some of the biggest searches in Alaska history, and they cannot find a shred of evidence. Yeah. So where did it go? Where did these planes go? Where did these, you know, people go? Um, but yeah, so it's really, it's really interesting when you look at some of these facts with just these triangles alone, how oh. much is concentrated into some of these these areas. Oh, absolutely. And the Alaskan Triangle is like 500,000 square miles. I mean, that's a huge, huge area. Um, but yeah, extreme weather conditions, you know, and because it's, you know, rugged and mountainous and, you know, it goes down to the sea as well. And, you know, actually, when we talk about the Alaskan Triangle, you know, we talk, we've talked a couple of times on our show about Portlock, Alaska, which is that town that was like a cannery town, right? And mm-hmm. everyone was killed or whatever. And they said it was Killer Bigfoot. So there's a show now on the Travel Channel called Killer mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Yep. But, you know, the native peoples up there also talk about this. They think there's in this Alaska Triangle. They think there's a a, a tribe of people they call the hidden people and that they steal humans, right? So... Don't you wonder, are they the ones that are actually uh, the ones responsible for this whole Portlock <laughs> fiasco and not Bigfoot? Because I've never heard of Bigfoot being violent, you know? I don't know. It's quite fascinating and interesting, isn't it? Well, and I think, too, some of that, you kind of wonder what else, because Alaska has a lot of amazing natural resources. Absolutely. And some of them, you know, like gold, could mm-hmm. be, you know, do people create this this myth, you know, of a killer Bigfoot, yeah. you know, they go in, they kill all the people and then, you know, create this legend of killer Bigfoot so that they can have access to natural yes. resources yes. and make a ton of money or whatever, you know, and then maybe they're gone because they're not, you know, mining or whatever, you know, they died. And, and mm-hmm. so, but the legend lives on, you know, yeah. so I don't know if that's the the case. I'm just putting stuff out there because I too, I mean, if, if there was a killer Bigfoot, you think there'd be more than just in one place. Right. Yeah. And other people have said, yeah, killer Bigfoot, but really how many people are dying from Bigfoot that we have heard of? Not really. No. So I don't know. I think, I think it's a a myth that was created to keep people away for a different reason. Personally. 
because I've seen some of that show and I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, but there are a lot, but so on the Alaskan Triangle, okay, maybe not at Port Lock, but they talk about, there's a lot of Native Americans who talk about these hidden people. And I've seen this too, not on that show, but on other shows, I guess I've seen a couple, or maybe it's been on YouTube where people talk about what they've seen and they've actually seen, like they've been out in the forest or in the woods or whatever, and seen like this creature that they don't really describe as Bigfoot, but not quite human either really you know so mm. who knows maybe there really is but are they taking people and why would they do that i guess i don't know and it's kind of cool but in the alaska triangle too they've also had lots of same thing ufos it's one of the commonalities right ufos that kind of stuff all has been reported within that alaska triangle too the alaska triangle is pretty big now do we think that's bigger than these other triangles I, I believe I so. I, Alaska's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Alaska's huge. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if anything is comparable, it might be the Nevada Triangle. Yeah. Um, but I believe Alaska might be the biggest one. Alaska's huge. And 500,000 square miles. I mean, that's bigger than most states. Or a lot of states, I should say. Not a most. I don't, not most. Don't, right. don't listen to me right now. I <laughs> don't know. Um, but I would imagine just because of how big Alaska is. Yeah, I have no, (laughs) I'm guessing (laughs) at this point, I have no fact on that. (laughs) It is huge. Um, And so I just found a couple of paragraphs about these, the hidden people, and I'm just going to just kind of go through them. But they talk about one of the most popular theories behind the mysterious disappearances is that they are due to hidden people of the region. According to the theory, they are a mysterious race of beings living in the region who abduct people and take them to their hidden realm. Um, there is some evidence to support this as there have been numerous reports of strange lights and other phenomena in the region and many of the disappearances have occurred in remote isolated areas that are difficult to access access yeah so I mean I don't know I mean (laughs) uh, it's quite mysterious honestly um and then it goes on to talk about other mysterious events, includes reports of strange lights, strange clouds, the appearance of large creatures in the sky, large creatures in the sky. What is that? You know, and then it talks about the most famous of these events is the Great Alaska Earthquake of 1964. Um, And this earthquake shook the region and caused a huge tsunami that killed dozens of people. There were also reports of strange lights and other phenomena in the sky during the earthquake. So are they suggesting that this other strange phenomena caused this earthquake? And, of course, the following tsunami and all the deaths. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets you thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. So here I'm going to I'm going to load up my picture here. Yeah. Because I am you you're here this is breaking news breaking here news. on the Parax <laughs> Radio Network. We officially have another triangle. It's called the Illinois Triangle. I have thus named it. Mm-hmm. Um so here is my image because I'm still fascinated by Oh yeah, look at that. Right? That's, I yeah, had that's to, a pretty good I triangle. I mean, you could even make it a little bit bigger and it could go from Milwaukee just past a little bit past this 132. So it encompasses this number 53, too, and then down to Indiana a little bit further. Well, there's not yeah, really anything down there. So we have an outlier. But yeah, because I, I looked at the bigger map and there, I mean, there's other stuff, but that's a weird concentration of it just is. Mothman. And, you know, what's interesting is I was watching... Um, I think it was on the ID channel mm-hmm. because I, I do like to partake in the, you know, true mysteries. And there's, there was a, there's been numerous uh, missing people in the area, of course, you know, Chicago, but unsolved. Yeah. And I mean, so, you you know, we talk about disappearances, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got this Mothman uh, cluster mm-hmm. and there's a 
very high number of missing people in this area as well, from what I've seen on different shows and, you know, just kind of tuning into it. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would imagine I, we should look up UFO uh, phenomenon. I, you know, I believe that we've talked about UFOs being seen by people who have seen the Mothman close to the O'Hare airport. Yeah. And I, the O'Hare airport is what I was thinking too. With yeah. How much I, paranormal activity has been, mm-hmm. uh, reported in that area around that airport so right here breaking news you heard it first triangle illinois triangle Mm -hmm. so all those little circles are where mothman has been reported though right yeah yep and 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 so like we've talked about for the last several months since we've kind of started figuring this out we've said we have to keep a watch on that to see if there's any disaster that happens and so far nothing so, well, and I'm not sure how old some of these are because maybe right. there was already something that we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I think I told you, I saw that one of these is in my sister, near my sister where she lives. And I said, next mm-hmm. time I go, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. to the location and see, just see if I can tell, like, what's the energy feel like? Is there something? Because, yeah. you know, what, what makes these triangles, right? That's what, I guess we have to get down to the, the, yeah. root of this is why is it considered a triangle? Why is there such a uh, condensed amount of activity in these areas? You know, what's going on? Um, what's drawing this energy in, I guess? So it's like, why is this happening? Fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, and you know, the other thing that I was reading, of course, this isn't North America, but all across, like, for example, where the Bermuda Triangle is, there's triangles at that latitude all across the globe that they call devil's triangles. And because there's actual triangles where so many ships have gone down, they've never found all over the world, you know, and I, I didn't see what the number was, but they're like up and down and up and down. And they, it, it's quite amazing. It's quite mm. fascinating, but at that same latitude as the Bermuda triangle. So what's that all about? You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that could go on. That's a whole nother subject because we're only talking about North America. But fascinating, fascinating, mm-hmm. fascinating. You know, what is all this and what what's the triangle? It'd be interesting to know what the what the significance of the triangle shape means. I mean, does it mean anything paranormal, supernatural, alien, anything of that nature, you know, mysterious? Um well, I mean, Resi- triangle, triangle in general, it, it is a very spiritual it's a nice symbol. Number. Yep, it's a very, very spiritual symbol. I mean, you have the the energy of three, which is very spiritual, and um, you know, so just that alone is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yep, that is absolutely true. And you know, there's a they have I found also in my research, and this is not in well, kind of in North America, but. In space.com, they talk about the Bermuda Triangle of Space, which is also called the South Atlantic Anomaly, and it lies above the South Atlantic, stretching from Chile to Zimbabwe, and um, it's just kind of crazy. Things happen there, like... um, you know, satellites disappear, and, you know, and uh, it's just... They say maybe it's to do with extraterrestrials, a force pulling objects under the sea, or a link to the fabled lost city of Atlantis. I mean, it's kind of fascinating. And again, not North America. I think we need to expand the show maybe next time and do it all across the world because this is, wow, stuff, you know. But, okay, back to North America. (laughs) Just saying that they're in space, too. (laughs) Right. Well, right. Yeah, I would imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the, okay, so the, so the triangles up in uh, Connecticut and Vermont, what do we know about them? I did not look a lot about those. Um, I know that there's a lot of paranormal things happening there, like a lot of uh, ghostly spiritual uh, spirit sightings there and several cryptids too. Lauren Coleman Mm -hmm. was the one who, as we know, named the Bridgewater one. And people do disappear there too. You know, so I did, I did note that there are some, there's a, there's a couple of parks or whatever that people go in and they never come out and they never find their bodies. They never find them at all. 
So uh, some of just a few things that I found um, with like the Bridgewater Triangle, the center of the Bridgewater Triangle is, I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, the Hockamock Swamp. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where they found artifacts, human artifacts that were 9,000 years old. So it's got a lot of history there. Yeah. And um, clearly before uh, English settlers came there, um, early English colonists called it the Devil's Swamp because of all the... Uh, the unusual happenings that were were going on there, and that was you know uh, early on when the the uh, English settlers came. Um, so it's it's a very you know swampy area, which is you know can be very squatchy, right? Um, there's also what is called the Pukwudgies right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. talked about those briefly on our show before uh, Mm -hmm. that tend, you know, another cryptid that tend to, uh, there's some sightings there in that area, but of course they have the Bigfoot, um, they have the cryptids, mysterious balls of light, poltergeist activity, cattle mutilations. So these are all things that have been reported in the the Massachusetts. Uh, This is the Bridgewater Triangle. And uh, let's see here what else. The uh, Vermont uh, Triangle, that's the Bennington Triangle. Let me get my notes here. Um, this one, there's been a lot of uh, disappearances, again, human disappearances, uh, especially since the, the 40s and 50s. And it is, there's a lot of similar characteristics to the, the Massachusetts, the Bridgewater Triangle from what uh what I was reading and um, let's see here. There's a lot I'm reading. uh, I was tuning into some of the disappearances. Same thing though, you know, just a lot of Bigfoot sightings, disappearances, UFOs, floating lights, woodland creatures. Uh, Mm -hmm. So again, it's just a lot of the same. Yeah. Same, but a high concentration. That's what, that's what gives these, uh, that's what calls out these areas and people start putting it together that this is some kind of triangle, you know, and it, it goes to the same idea of the Bermuda Triangle, right? Where stuff just goes missing in there yeah. and you just, it's never found. And so um, it's just, it's bizarre and it makes people, you know, afraid, I think, you know, you're afraid and um, superstitions, you know, come up and it starts getting uh a name for itself. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so there's a lot of uh, actual human disappearances in odd circumstances. Um, and then again, things aren't found that, you know, related to the person. So anyway, um, native uh, people said it, the area was cursed. They've said it oh. was cursed for a long time. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ghost it's towns. Wild. I'm just looking through here. It's yeah. all fascinating, right? And it I, is. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I Wow. And, you know, these areas take up so much space, right? So if you live in those areas or even like the Alaska Triangle, okay, that encompasses a huge part of Alaska, right? So if you go there, you may end up in that Alaskan Triangle. And, geez, I don't know. Better be careful, I guess, right? <laughs> you <laughs> well, know? yeah. <laughs> you need to be um, careful if you yes. go to Alaska. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> but oh man, yeah. I, and then these, this, even this, these ones in Massachusetts and Vermont. I mean, that they're highly populated areas, right? They're not like just out in you know Alaska is so remote. Um, and of course, Lake Michigan is on the lake. So, and those are like in highly populated areas, which is fascinating, actually. But you know, I mean, bizarre. Bizarro. But so our Illinois Triangle is also in a very highly populated area. You know? The what is? The Sorry. The Illinois Triangle that you just coined oh, the name yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah, it yeah. well, yeah, clearly because um, Chicago is right mm-hmm. smack in the middle of it. But yeah. interesting because it's a, I mean, especially with this concentration of Mothman, you know? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really seen anything like that 
in the rest of the country. There's a lot of sightings, but not like this kind of concentration that I've found. So I think it's very interesting. But also, again, going with the Mothman sightings, you usually, like we, we talked about earlier, see a lot of UFO sightings in that same area when you have Mothman sightings, which we have seen that with Illinois, mm-hmm. you know, that there have been a lot of um, mm-hmm. UFO sightings too. So I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I gotta, I, I'm going to get get down there. I want to get down there. I know. There. It's kind of summer. fascinating. It would be fun to go mm-hmm. hang out near the airport there where all these current sightings have been. And then they have, like I said, they've also seen UFOs and other, you know, it seems like we talked about not only did they see Mothman, but wasn't there some other kind of creature they were seeing there too? Well, I'll have to go. We'll talk about this on the Paranormal Smogger Spread in a couple of weeks, but I'll have to go back. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. That news I can't recall. That we were reading from. Um, but fascinating. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just so cool. You know, there's probably a lot of other triangles, too. If we if we start thinking about where all these paranormal things are happening and try to make a triangle, I wonder if we can make more even, you know, than what's out there. It's possible. Yeah. So, hmm. in Interesting stuff. Yeah. In conclusion, I mean, we just really don't know. I mean, like we said, they all have the same attributes, missing people, UFOs, strange lights, missing ships, planes, etc. Sightings of cryptids and spirits and ghosts. I mean, yeah. So I guess if you have all those things... I don't know. It's it's just really it's really tough. And of course, some people say, well, you know, this stuff can be explained, but not all of it can be explained. No, I think a lot of it is still a mystery. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Okay. There's just yeah. We'll have to have another show where we talk about worldwide triangles and then talk about these space triangles that they're talking about in outer space because that is awesome too so it's not just here you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's off extraterrestrial as well i wonder if so i wonder if there's a triangle down there by the great pyramids you know there's a lot of crazy energy there too in egypt in egypt well, perhaps you know there's i mean that whole area let's think about this so that whole middle eastern area has held nothing but strife in all of history, right? People are at war with each other all the time and things, you know, civilizations have risen and fallen and that's where Atlantis is, correct? That's where Atlantis was thought to be. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, We need to look into this and we'll we'll have to have another hour to talk about all of the world things. And there's probably some up in Canada too, I would imagine, you know, closer to home, you know? So, yeah, well, yes. I would, yeah, I mean, we just have to look, for, it's yeah. one of those things you look for, I guess some of the things we've already been seeing, the, the disappearances, mm-hmm. the cryptid mm-hmm. sightings, the UFO activity and see, you know, is there a concentration? You could probably find them all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. Well, more to come on this subject, but absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating. I hope we got everybody's minds going because mine is most certainly going now. And I know when I was doing some of this, you know, of course, you read one thing and then it led to that space thing, right? So the, <laughs> you got to read that too. And um, yeah, more questions, but this is this is the whole supernatural field, right? We find more questions than we ever find any tidge of an answer you know right yeah so i don't know that's why we love it because it's just one thing after another after another and it's just so intriguing and so exciting you know oh my gosh well this hour has flown by and interesting stuff and we have a new triangle thanks to miss heidi steffens Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) Yes. And awesome. Next week, we have a guest on the show. Yep. We have Peggy from the Wildlife Science Center. She's going to be joining us. And uh, so that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So everyone, thank you for listening to our show about the triangles. This was so fun. Um, and thank you to all of the troops who might be listening. Thank you for your service and please be safe. And everybody in the chat room, thanks for joining us and checking out our photos that we dropped in here today. And uh, everybody out there, wherever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Para-X Radio Network, thank you for hosting us. We appreciate you and we love being here. And Sarge, the most amazing producer on the planet, thank you for pulling it together once again. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Good night, everyone. <laughs>